and devastation from the air. He posted his video images on Twitter with the identifying phrase, hashtag Hope Mills. At that very moment, as he was communicating with his brother, Craig Williams was also searching Twitter for information on hashtag Hope Mills. He saw Hart's picture of houses underwater and sent it to his brother on Facebook Messenger, saying, at least it isn't this bad. Chris fired back that the house on the right, with the blue shutters and the light pole, was his. Sitting in Austin, Craig immediately messaged Quavis Hart. To make sure this wasn't a prank, Quavis flew his drone past Chris's house again and asked Craig to get his brother to wave. The drone saw Chris's arm waving. Hart was about to launch his own boat to go get Chris, when in his drone footage, he spotted a Federal Emergency Management motorboat nearby. Hart flew his drone to the boat, spoke to the crew through the drone, and then had the drone lead them to Chris's submerged house. Social media, and savvy social media users, saved Chris Williams and his dog Lana in what can only be called a high-tech 21st century miracle. Insane was the word Craig Williams used in summing it up to the Washington Post. After that, who wouldn't want to be on social media? When the U.S. Secret Service wanted to repair its tainted image following high-profile security breaches around the White House and amid plunging employee morale, it launched a massive social media campaign on the top sites of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. It created special social media content, including behind-the-scenes video and photos. The agency's Facebook page now includes profiles of its Belgian Malinois canines and announcements of indictments that resulted from Secret Service investigations. In six months, the number of people following the agency on Facebook leaped from 452 to 43,000. Its Twitter account added 50,000 followers, and on average, 6 million people view official Secret Service tweets. If, like I do, you follow politics, you have now witnessed our first social media presidential election. On April 3, 2016, I asked Donald Trump if he will ever stop using Twitter. Here's what he told me. It's like owning my own newspaper. At that moment, before he became the Republican nominee, Donald Trump had nearly 8 million followers on Twitter. He had another 7 million on Facebook and 2 million on Instagram. So, he told me, I have like 16, 17 million people. That's like owning the New York Times without the losses. Why should I give it up? Just for comparison, as President Barack Obama might have owned the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and USA Today, plus a bunch of TV networks. In 2016, his Twitter account had more than 77 million followers. Although, like Mr. Trump and Hillary Clinton, a significant number were fake followers, or bots. In fact, Donald Trump's social media followers outnumbered his primary voters. His vote total in the Republican primaries was 14 million. After his election victory, Donald Trump has kept right on tweeting. After combining the followers of the official Twitter account belonging to the President of the United States with his own private 32 million-plus followers, when this book went to press, he had more than 50 million followers and growing on Twitter. 
Twitter and social media more generally are where people who follow politics are going. 75% of Americans ages 18 to 29 got their presidential debate information not from television networks or newspapers, but from three social media sites, Twitter, Facebook, and Snapchat. And 51% of voters of all ages tuned into social media channels to learn about the debate. The numbers from Twitter alone were stunning. From the day of the first presidential debate until the election day eve, more than one billion election-related posts were sent on Twitter. On election day itself, by 10 p.m., 40 million tweets had been sent out in less than 24 hours. Beyond politics, social media is changing our very definition of news. Social media sites are becoming the newspaper front page and the nightly newscast. An October 2016 Rasmussen poll found that almost half of all adults age 40 and under get